Hi, everybody. Welcome to Shocking Laura Tawdry, a history of American scandal. I'm Casey. I'm Mark. You gave me no lead up. All of a sudden, you just changed your voice into your professional newscaster voice. I was still like futzing with my desk. Uh, but hello, I'm here. I'm delighted to be co-hosting today. Woo! Yay! Uh, we have some fun news. We're going to give this a shot today, everybody. We're going to do two scandals in one episode. So I'm going to tell one and then Mark's going to tell one all in the same episode. And then you guys can tell us if you hate it. Okay. However, we do reserve the right once Casey tells her scandal to decide that it is going to be too long of an episode and make it two episodes. We're not going That's to edit true. this part That's out true. because no. we're not editing these. <laughs> nope. You're getting the whole shenanigan. So congratulations. Yep. We, we will. We add music for you, but yes. we are not going in and laboriously cutting out. Well, you know what? We're human. Yeah. And if we capriciously <laughs> decide that this is going to be two episodes after we went on the record as saying it was one, so be it. So be it. You know, we're just, that's, that's who we are. So, you know, we can Don't only be ourselves. down with your rules. <laughs> this is a patriarchy free zone. Oh, so true. So true. Oh my goodness. Well, anything, um, any new updates from you or anything we should, uh, we should we should tell people about i don't and i'm not sure yes i think that it's very important for everyone to know that seguin texas advertises itself as home to the world's largest pecan monument <gasps> oh right now again this is not the largest pecan this is the world's largest pecan monument okay however it is not what the actual largest oh yes they don't even get that right. The actual world's largest pecan monument is in Missouri. But because Seguin has staked its entire town reputation on this thing, <laughs> they just refuse, despite many requests to stop billing themselves as home to the world's largest pecan monument, they refuse to. So, now, and I don't I, want you I to think question. that this is buried somewhere. This pecan monument is prominently displayed outside of City Hall. Oh, okay. So like front and center. This is like yes. the thing. Got it. Got it it. It's not like on some square. random road. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So question, did Seguin have it first and then the Missouri place took it or like, was it, yes. you know, okay. So that's not, uh, Seguin, okay. it was the original. Seguin had it first. Now Seguin is saying online home to the world's oldest largest pecan monument okay okay yeah but that that's out. really splitting hairs for me mm. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. also well, yeah. why is this a th how is this a thing right why why are we fighting over the largest pecan monument but why are there two large pecan monuments? Why <laughs> is this something that everyone, like, are there we large banana monuments Ugh, here, so hither and true. yon? I smell a scandal. I'm going to look into it. I'm going to see if I can get some town council interviews for you and Ugh, really dive deep. Do. Maybe, maybe there's like this underlying, maybe like the, the, the mayor of Seguin and the mayor of this Missouri town or feuding, maybe somebody stole somebody's wife or something. I don't know. There's got to be something there. Why choose that? Anyway. I mean, if there's news. a scandal anywhere in Texas, it is lurking in Seguin. It sure is. 
cute town though. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. I love it. Yeah. I love all the adventures you're going on. I love it. I really am. I'm hitting them all. <laughs> but my, tell me my your biggest scandal, adventure. Casey. Yes. Okay. Let me dive right in. Let me dive right in. So um, today we are going to talk about um, the New York governor, Elliot Spitzer, a.k.a. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, a.k.a. client number nine. Oh, God, you are taking me back to my youth. Mm, I know. I know. We're going way back. Um, okay, so Elliot Spitzer was born in 1959. He served as New York State Attorneys General from 1999 to 2006 and was elected governor and served um, governor of New York and served from January 2007 to March 2008. Uh, he was quite the rising star in democratic politics. At the time, people were saying, okay, he's going to be uh, the next president. They like to caveat that with the first Jewish president because that would have been his claim to fame. Woo! So uh, he's quite the thing when it comes to not only New York politics, but also um, national politics. So he's a, he's a big deal. He's a big deal in 2006. Um, as AG, he was known as the Sheriff of Wall Street. He went after lots of uh, CEOs, the CEO of AIG, Merrill Lynch, the New York Stock Exchange itself. Um, mutual funds, individual traders, prostitution rings like NY Confidential. That's a great one. I always thought it was a newspaper, but anyway. Um, so <laughs> um, anyway, and he would go after these. Um, he went after the CEOs for these really egregious um, CEO comp packages at the time. They were really, and they still are, but they were they were very out of hand. He thought that that was not being honest to the shareholders and what those CEOs were really contributing to the company. But these were really wealthy people um, at the time. This is, so this is right before um, the 2008 financial crisis. So stock market's a big, big deal. Wall Street's a big deal. Lots of money flying around. And uh, Elliot Spitzer decided, you know, not decided, but was looking into it and going, this, there's a lot of shady dealings here. We need to clean this up. So that's what he did. Um, but they essentially, as you can imagine, absolutely hated him. So Wall Street hated him. All these big corporations hated him. He was quite the enemy, but also the man of the people. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, also, yeah. this is giving me very uh, 2021 New York governor vibes. Wink, wink. Let's, uh, yeah, I know. Well, it's funny. So when he was New York governor... Who was the AG then, but a one Mr. Andrew Cuomo? <gasps> yeah. You know, uh-huh. People tell you who they are and never forget <laughs> two things about Andrew Cuomo. One, when statues of the Confederacy were coming down all over the country after in the wake of Black Lives Matter in June 2020. Uh, a few months later, somebody asked him about removing statues of Christopher Columbus. Right. Uh, known racist horrible person uh but a big deal for, to the italian american yes community. big some deal of, some of them and andrew cuomo said oh i don't think we're there yet oh my gosh well i mean that's tricky because you don't want to get shot during the columbus day parade so mm, 
And when his father <laughs> ran uh, uh, against Ed Koch for governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo was his father's campaign manager. And that campaign ran the vote for Cuomo, not homo. <laughs> Guerrilla marketing against Ed Koch. Now, oh my god. In retrospect, Ed Koch was a horrible, horrible person as well. <laughs> Did he deserve that? Probably, probably. Uh, but but still, do we need to go know, there? It's a damn catchy campaign slogan, though. I'll <laughs> give him that. Well, you know, maybe come the next one, it can be the opposite way around and just do it can be vote for whoever. <laughs> Instead of no, Cuomo, Cynthia, I mean, we can flip Cynthia it. Cynthia Nixon tried. Cynthia Nixon tried, and no <laughs> one cared. Uh, she should have gone harder with that. I think that's a really spray paint worthy type of campaign strategy. On the, you know, I do too. But I think she just she would drop it at speeches. Oh, got it. Yes. Okay. But well, not enough. Put not that enough. on your subway. Your I precious know. subway, Cynthia Nixon. Make a sticker. Let's go. <sighs> God, Andrew Cuomo. Yeah. Anyway, so Elliot Spitzer. Back when when scandals were fun and sexy. I know. Well, let's keep going with that line of thinking because as New York governor, uh, Spitzer was famous for bullying these legislators, threatening people outright. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. There's some parallels, just Uh a few. Um, his biggest foe at the time was the majority leader, uh, who was Joe Bruno, who was a classic old school New York politician, later convicted yes. of fe- yes, later convicted of federal corruption charges. Um, well, that is also, old school. Yes, I mean classic, classic New York politician. Um, Joe would also like me to mention though that those charges were later overturned on appeal. So, don't come after me, Joe. Mm. It's all clear. Mm. All clear, buddy. Um. There is a great um, documentary about Elliot Spitzer that came out, I think in 2013 or 14, something like that, called Client Nine. And uh, they have interviews with Joe Bruno. Oh, that man. I get it. I get it. I get it, Joe. I understand. (laughs) I get it. Don't you worry. Um, Okay, in 2007, Spitzer actually did go after Joe. He tried to show um, that Joe was improperly using state resources for travel, but it backfired when the AG, Mr. Cuomo, um, he issued a report saying that the governor had actually improperly used state troops to tail Bruno to try and set him up and smear his, his name in the media. So that didn't work out. Spitzer um, was pretty much outed for that. They called it Troopergate at the time. Um, but in 2008, um, things took a turn for Mr. Spitzer, and it was revealed that he had solicited, solicited prostitutes from Emperor's Club VIP, a prostitution ring that was being federally indicted. Um, the ring was discovered at many different ways, but the way that it is linked here is um, the ring was discovered after wire transfers were flagged bearing Spitzer's name. Don't do that. Um, he originally tried to remove his name after the fact. So he makes this wire transfer with, with his bank and then kind of realizes that's probably not great. And so calls the bank and they're like, oh, can you take my name off? And they say, no because that's improper. So no, we're not doing that. But then that sends up a flag to the bank. The bank turns the charges over to 
this, this agency that sort of oversees all these different charges and says, hey, I think this, he seemed kind of alarmed. This probably seems weird. And that's what flags it. So if he had just kept his mouth shut, they may not have noticed. I mean, um, it's just like Anthony Weiner too. Oh, I know he's just on the keep list. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Seriously, oh, they can't. They can't. They can't help themselves. Um, they can't. No. So Spitzer was actually not officially named in the filing. He's just labeled as client nine of ten cited. Um, no charges were ever filed against him um, because it's really not customary, apparently, in these cases to go after the Johns in prostitution cases they mostly just go after the people running the business. Um, and the charges come under what's called the Mann Act. Um, and basically it's a, it's a law that prohibits um, trafficking of sex workers across state lines. So if you solicit, solicit a prostitute in New York and meet in New York, that's one thing. But if you solicit a prostitute who lives in New York and you say, I want you to meet me in DC, that's, that's what gets flagged under the Mann Act. Anyway, fun legal facts. But I feel too, like, guys. I feel like the Mann Act, oh, the Mann Act also applies to transporting any woman across state lines Correct. for the purpose of having sex. Correct. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. Exactly. Yes, so true. Or not any immoral not purpose. Yes, it's it's sort of the morality clause. Um, so uh, Spitzer resigned as governor shortly thereafter, um, much to his wife's chagrin. Actually, she was like, "Don't do it. You'll be fine." And he apparently made some calls in Albany, and everybody said, "No, we're not going to support you. You need to resign." Um, the little bit of a interesting fact about this case or this scandal is that other of the many of these other clients were later um i don't want to say outed but outed is like who they were uh and nothing happened to them so they were they're like <laughs> they're, they're like sitting senators who still have their seat in dc and they were just like oh well solicited prostitutes that's yeah, fine. So a lot of these, and, and most of those, um, they're quick in the documentary to point out that those senators are Republicans, not Democrats, which happens mm. a lot. <laughs> mm. Mm. So um, anyway, um, most of the real like scandalous part of this was less about the charges and, and what happened um, and more about really just digging up salacious stories around Spitzer's sex life. Um, Roger Stone got involved because why not? Yeah, he's, he likes to play a part. He called up the newspapers and uh, essentially he said that, so he called the newspapers saying that one of the women who Spitzer had slept with told him that Spitzer kept on his, his calf length high dress socks the whole time. And that became a whole thing. That's the thing. People do that all the time because their feet get cold. Apparently, apparently. Uh, however, this was fully made up based on later interviews with with like his main woman. She's like, yeah, that's, that's the most interesting lie. thing they could make up. I know. I was like, if you're going to make something up, Roger Stone, let's go big. Oh, my God. Like, Shows you how uncreative he is in his sex life. Oh my God, like put him in a diaper or something insane. Something. He just wears socks. Yeah. 
that was the thing. So, so that became a whole, obviously, New York Post storyline. Um, oh. Let's see. Then the, um, it was also sort of strange that the federal indictment was actually leaked to the press, which was an issue, obviously. Um, but the, it was 47 pages, and there were a full five pages just dedicated to Spitzer and a, like a little too much information for a federal indictment on, you know, the women that he slept with and all these different things. And so people were looking at this report kind of saying, why, why is there so much information? Why did you leak this to the press? It is it, a little fishy. Um, right after, at, right. So right after he was said that he was going to resign and he was associated with this prostitution ring, um, all the old Wall Street guys came out and they said, um, they were saying, oh, just wait, there's more. We knew this was coming. Yeah. And uh, because a lot of the CEOs and things like that had had to step down under Spitzer's AG prosecutions. And um, so they were caught like a little too close to the announcement saying, oh yeah, we, you know, obviously. And everybody's like, wait, what? What do you mean, obviously? How did, did you, what? So it just seemed, it was, it was a little fishy as far as the connection and how all this, whether it got set up or not. I mean, he was obviously soliciting prostitutes, so he doesn't deny it. Um, so let's see. Oh, okay. So then there's also this crazy character of Ashley Dupre, which was, <gasps> yes. Oh, wow. There's a blast <laughs> from the past, Casey. I know, I know. Um, so she was the woman who was caught on the wiretaps or the phone taps um, in this hotel room, the Mayflower Hotel in Washington. She's part of this sting operation um, that the FBI is doing. And she's just the one who was there that night. Um so she gets caught up in this. She comes out very early, like as soon as it's, as soon as he said, yes, I've, I'm involved in this. She comes out and says, oh, it's me. It's me. I'm the girl. I'm the girl. I'm his girl. That was me, um, which is very strange. Huh. But she full on tried to further her career through this. She was a singer. She wanted a career. She hired a publicist. She hired an agent. She did tons of interviews. She tried to portray herself as this, troubled victim and oh woe is me I just needed some help she goes on Diane Sawyer does this whole thing gets paid to to pose for um I believe it's Playboy might have been Penthouse Um, I hope it's Playboy for her I, I know I know um but this whole this whole victim thing this whole like oh I just you know I got I got caught up um, was also just a complete lie. She had also she'd worked for that. <laughs> she'd worked for another escort service, that actual NY Confidential that Spitzer had taken down for many years. But when they closed, she had to find a new gig. So she came over to Emperor's Club after that. Lots of interviews with other women were like, "Oh no, she. This is what she did for a living. Like she full on, yeah." Also, turns out she was not his girl. That was the only time they'd ever met. What? Yeah. So he had 
yeah so she portrayed herself as you know oh we you know we met she no they did not meet several times they met once she just happened to be the girl that was on the wiretap i really hate to give straight white men the benefit of the doubt but poor (laughs) elliot spencer part of me really says that i'm like i know you were soliciting prostitutes and you really the problem with this and i think this happens a lot with scandals and politicians um there's a great in the Bagman podcast from a couple episodes ago about spiro agnew one of the prosecutors had a really great quote and i think this applies here and he said um you know these men have a lot of money and a lot of power and they do stupid things and i said yeah that's kind of right because it's just he you know it's one thing if he went after wall street but he actually went after other prostitution rings and he ran yes. on and he ran on i'm going to lift up the morality of albany and end corruption and be the good person and i'm like you can't do that and be soliciting $30,000 in prostitutes like you just can't yes. although uh and I know this from experience, $30,000 is not as many prostitutes as one would That's think. That's true. So do the math. So these girls were like very high priced prostitutes. Um, and I mean, not that all, all prostitutes are high priced. Anyway, uh, but they started at like $1,000, like $1,000, $1,500, $2,000 an hour. And I was like, mm. yeah. I mean, and that's what, almost 20 years ago, uh, 15 mm-hmm. years ago, uh, when we still call them prostitutes. And now, of course, we say sex workers. That's true. Good point. Uh, I hope I'm not being offensive I, by calling them prostitutes. I apologize to everyone. Well, you're you're in the time you're in the in the time frame. You're in that contemporary time period when they were so referred to as prostitutes. But now we say <laughs> sex workers. And honestly, if you're going to uplift morality, then uh, decriminalize sex work. Right, Elliot Spitzer. Right. If he had gone about it that way, and then you realized, oh, and that's one of his things that he likes, you'd have been like, oh. That makes sense. Checks out. Being honest. Gotcha. Yeah. Moving on. Like all, yeah. all the politicians who legalize marijuana and you're like, I got your number. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, this was very, very self-inflicted as far as I'm concerned, uh, as far as what he did. I mean, it just, yeah. So very self-inflicted. In 2013, you might remember that he mounted a run for comptroller in New York. He decided, I'm not down and out yet. Um, However, these Wall Street millionaires and Roger Stone backed a run by an independent candidate named Kristen Davis, not Charlotte. She's a different Kristen Davis. Different. Um, Different, different. Speaking of Cynthia Nixon. Um, So (laughs) got the whole gang. Um, so however, so she herself, um, this independent candidate was a former madam and she had no job qualifications to be controller or comptroller, excuse me. So she was basically just put up to bring the scandal back into the limelight as part of this campaign. Um, yeah, so it's, it's a lot of, there's, there's definitely elements of this where in, in the documentary, they definitely go down the path of these guys wanted to take down Spitzer and just waited for the right moment and went for it. Um, They don't really go as far as saying that they were behind leaks or anything, but they kind of don't not say that. So, um, and there are interviews with these guys and they still are saying, oh no, he is my 
arch nemesis. I absolutely hate him and will do everything I can to destroy him. So there is a bit of that that's lingering throughout this scandal. But also, as I said before, he doesn't deny the charges. I mean, he did it. So yeah. Um, and then just to wrap up for fun, I thought we would um, run through some of my favorite New York Post headlines from the time. Oh my God, yes, please. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, some of these were at the time and then some of these were during the 2013 campaign. So forgive okay. me okay. for crossing over. Um, now, uh, just for listeners, if you're not familiar with the New York Post, the New York Post is, and Mark, you might, do you want to explain what the Post is in journalism words? Oh, the New York Post is the analog gossip girl. Yes. Oh, good job. Well done. Well done. Thank uh -huh. you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Now, for those of Love you who it. don't know what gossip girl <laughs> is, a re- uh, For you youngins. A, a sequel is coming to HBO Max uh, sometime in the future. Right. So you'll so find out say. then. Yeah. You can, and you know, watch the old episodes now. Get up to date. Yeah. Um, HBO Max, baby. <laughs> um, okay. So <clears throat> in all caps, oh no. <laughs> um, for the 2013 campaign, there was second coming. Oh. Um, here we ho again. Uh, guys. I know, I know. They're really leaning on that one. Okay. And then from the uh, previous re reference, socket to Spitzer. Oh, because of the socks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. yep, yep. Um, he was invited to a Florida fundraiser and then that was canceled. Um, the headline is I'll still come. Guys, you're really you're really stretching for some of these. Also, I love a socket to Spitzer, a laugh-in reference. How timely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can just picture him writing this headlines in the New York Post oh, editorial I very much, I very much can picture all of them like snickering to each other because they're so excited they get to be dirty. I know, I know. Um, and then Sleazy does it. And then there was one with, uh, or, yeah, I, I believe I believe Ashley was on the cover, and it was best laid plans. Now in 2013, I would have run Spitzer's return hard to swallow. Ooh, good one. <laughs> Thanks, and that's just off the top of my head. Imagine if I sat down and really thought about it. <sighs> so true. So true. But I do okay. have an unfair advantage because I literally spent uh, three hours before we started to record writing pun-based sex headlines. Oh, that's true. You are up, up like the top of your game right now for that. So, uh, Really? I mean, that's how mm -hmm. I feel. <laughs> I love it. So that's, that's Elliot Spitzer. That's Elliot Spitzer. Uh, I don't that's... know what the conclusion is there, but you know. Well, what is he up there. to now? So now he, uh, he just, he's not retired, but um, he and his wife got divorced, <laughs> got divorced in 2013. He has a lot of family money, so he doesn't really need to do a ton, um, but I'm sure he's, he's doing some consulting and, and some behind the scenes work type of thing. Mm. But it doesn't seem like he um, is gonna be back in office anytime soon, but who knows? I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't put it past him. You know, 
at least who can stay i know isn't it it's it's like all the people all the actors who have crazy like mel gibson right you have all the money in the world why are you coming back or katherine heigl like stop working start being picky yeah yeah i know i know i know you know who's doing it right kevin spacey (laughs) we hear from him (laughs) once a year on christmas He's like, That's no it. one wants to hire me. Fine, whatever. Don't need it. Bye. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. he just has disappeared. Yeah. Yep. You know I recently not learned... found <laughs> Woody Allen, but That's, That's another episode. Oh my gosh. No kidding. No kidding. Oh, I don't Ugh. even want to touch that one. I know. I know. That one's still TBD. I don't know. I haven't finished watching the rest of that documentary. Speaking of HBO Max. I don't know. This episode brought to you by HBO Max. <laughs> Thanks, uh, HBO Max. Thanks, guys. You're the best. We love you. Uh, uh, how long have anyway. we been recording? I don't know. I can't tell. Oh. Um. Maybe. Maybe. I think we're good. I think we're good. I think it's only been 20, 30 minutes. Well, do you? Th- I think that I have enough for a thirty-minute episode. Should we just call it so that we have another extra, an extra episode out of this, so we can keep going? <laughs> sure, let's do that. And then for everybody out there, if you start listening to these and you say, "Hey guys, do you know just both do the same, you know, or do a scandal on the same episode?" We can do that. We just don't want to overwhelm you. Overwhelm you. So. Looking for your feedback, reach out to us. I'm not on any social media channels, so you'll have to find Mark. I'm really sorry. Sorry, guys. Very easy to find. I'm fairly famous, and I have blue check marks next to my name. Oh, he does. He is the important one. So. I Thank you. Well, I am a white man in America, so. Checks out. Checks out. But gay. So, you know, take that down a notch. All right. uh, well, okay. we'll see you next time, everybody. Thanks. Um, as we said, we reserve the right to um, completely go back on what we said on the beginning of this episode. So <laughs> we tricked you. We did it. We did it. <laughs>